Welcome back, folks, to the Mailwright Show. This is episode 262. It's going to be an internal discussion between me and my great co-host, Robert. We're going to be discussing why you need a digital marketing plan. It's based on a great article that Robert has recently written on his own website. There will be a link in the show notes to that article and on the Facebook um, page, the Mel Wright Facebook page, there will be all the details of our discussion. So, Robert, um, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? And by the way, Robert, we had our most highest listener uh, listeners last month than any other time of this show. Really? Yes. That's, so good. That's fucking fantastic. Well, uh, then, we, had, then, then. we had 1,500 downloads last month. Nice. Everybody loves to hear me curse. That's what it is. Yeah. All right. So for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, my name is Robert Newman, and I am a 13-year veteran of the real estate marketing industry, and I am a 35-year veteran of the sales and marketing industry. I've run huge call centers and traditional marketing operations, such as door knocking and canvassing crews. And about 13 years ago, I transferred my career into being an SEO expert uh, for real estate. And I've had the good opportunity to work with a lot of real estate agents and agencies that that most of you listening will have heard of. I'm not going to name drop. I am going to say that if you're curious to know any more about me, you can go to my website, inboundrem.com, where I teach you, as we are going to on this episode, many of the principles that you need to know about real estate marketing. So. With that beautiful transition, please yeah, let me say something. Yeah, right. Go ahead. And I'm Jonathan Denwood. I'm the founder of Mail Right. I'm the geek of the partnership. I've been a website designer, developer for over 15 years now. Got into WordPress about 12 years ago. I'm a WordPress junkie. Um, I run an agency now in the WordPress, and also I'm the founder of Mail Right, which is your Marketing in one bucket solution has a number of elements. We use fundamentally the power of Facebook to generate quality leads for our agents and a lot more. So go over to the MailRite site. So, Robert, we're going to delve into your article, your your massive article. We're probably not going to be able to do it in one show. So um, what would you say some of the key things that people um, should get from the article? Shall we start there? Yeah. So <clears throat> uh, let's start with this, John. You're right. We're not going to be able to cover this today. So everybody listening, not going to be able to cover it today. Let's cover, Let's talk about a few different things. All right. First and foremost, uh, Jonathan and I are both entrepreneurs. All right. And I, I'm going to be honest with, with our audience. As I'm building up businesses, I don't oftentimes do a marketing plan on top of a business plan. I kind of combine them together. And I'll make any, uh, I'll bet any amount of money, John, that 99% of the people listening to the show, even the massively successful brokers and, and agents that we have listening to the show, they're in the same boat. They're, they could be making hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars per year, and they're probably still not technically operating under a real estate marketing plan. So why are we talking about it? Well, here's the thing about marketing plans for real estate specifically. I'm not talking about every other business out there. 
I've watched real estate go digital, John. And digital has one thing about it that is unique to every other advertising medium that you can talk about. And what is it? Do you know? Do you remember? Because we've talked about it. Uh, I might be totally wrong here, but I think to say you can get lost in the weeds, lost in the shiny ball syndrome of the new app, the new marketing platform, TikTok, you know, we discussed last week. Um, that syndrome and getting lost in the finite of all the um, ins and outs of digital marketing, you can get really lost quickly. So I think a digital marketing plan can help with this, which we all suffer from really getting lost in all these different services, offerings. Am I on the right track, Robert? Well, you, you, you're bringing up an incredible point. You're right. Getting lost in, in the absolute volume of options is probably one of the top things that most real estate agents call. So if I was about. a real estate agent, I got my license um, a couple of months ago or a year ago, I would just be overwhelmed with all the different digital offerings that, are, that were passed even from my broker, let alone from third-party vendors. So here's what I was driving at, though. It's trackability. That's what digital has that no other medium has ever had. Okay? Whether it's Facebook, whether it's YouTube, whether it's uh, Google SEO, whether it's um, whatever, whatever platform you care to mention, even TikTok, you know what we've got? This incredible... Um, wealth of analytics when it comes to who's watching our videos. How old are they? What device are they watching these videos on? With all of this new data available to us as marketers, marketing plans have become more and more important for a few key reasons. If all of you are in an audience today and you're listening to the show, here's what I'd ask you to do. For those of you who are spending more than one to $3,000 a month on your marketing, raise your hands. And then you guys would raise your hands. All right. And for those of you who are spending that much money, how many of the, how many of you understand where are your prospects coming from? In other words, not just what, like what parts of the state are they in? What devices are they calling you on? Is there a common time of day? Why are these things important? Because if you're spending that much money, making small adjustments to the plan that you've already got in place can mean huge differences in terms of the revenue that you're gaining from the marketing because you're already spending the money. So isn't there some kind of desire to make sure that you're spending it effectively? And for this and a thousand other reasons, marketing plans are important, but I'm going to walk you through, everybody through, John, and and maybe you could do me a favor and open up the link that I sent you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's a there's a, a calendar, a, a graphic, a marketing plan graphic that I produced, and it has these bullet points on the graphic. You can go and download the graphic from my website. Okay, here's what we believe in broad strokes, because I had my whole team work on this one. 
This is what we believe in broad strokes a current marketing plan should include. Everybody should have their pins out. If you're in your car, you're going to want to come back to this because if you don't have a marketing plan in place, I really don't care how successful you already are. You're going to want one, okay? Because this will make you more successful. And if you're just starting, it's insanity to start without a plan, all right? So here we go. Step one. Become an expert in your local market. Step two, understand your client base. Step three, scope out your competition. Step four, set a budget. Okay. Step five, develop smart marketing goals. In other words, have yourself a destination for where you're trying to get to with your marketing. And guys, I don't care. You can make it up. All right. Step six, decide your marketing channels. Okay. Which is what John was just talking about. Step seven, fill in your marketing calendar. Now, this this is a a blatant plug by me and my team because we have the calendar in the article. So in other words, we're saying we've created this for you. Use it. okay? but there's no cost. I'm not selling you anything. For those of you listening to the show, I'm just trying to get you to to do something that I think is really going to make a difference in your business. Um, Step eight, track important metrics. Okay, and then important, and I'll discuss all this in, in and step nine, tweak your marketing strategies. So that's the steps, John. Um, do you think we missed anything? Oh, I think you've covered um, some really important steps. Okay, so now that we've covered the broad strokes, I'm not going to cover every, I mean, I'm going to let John decide if he wants to to talk more about this with all of you when we're like on a different episode or whatever it is, but I'm going to, I'm going to blaze through the top bullet points of all these steps. Okay. Becoming an expert in your local market these days is more like be a digital pioneer into your local marketplace. So here's some things I want you to write down. Okay. Because me and my writers on my staff use these tools every day to become an expert in your local marketplace. And I understand that many of you listening to the show don't get that you can be a pretty proficient expert with just a computer and the knowledge of where to go to look. So here's where to go to look. Number one, go to Quora. Okay, that's spelled Q-U-O-R-A. All right. Uh, Quora is a, is a wealth of information that you do not find in Wikipedia. And what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to do questions like living in city name. And you're going to discover that residents have essentially been blogging on Quora for years about your area. That means that people that live in the city, I don't care how small or remote or distant it is, there's probably something on Quora about it from somebody that lives there, which is going to give you an insider's view on everything from traffic lights to fines to property tax. Okay, there's there's all sorts of stuff that people talk about on Quora. Uh, and it's an unusual site. Nobody, I, I'm guessing that every single person listening to the show right now is going like, I wouldn't have thought of that. So uh, become an expert in your local market. Now, next, it, just this is a couple of other tools. Um, the fuck is that travel website? I use the travel website, uh, fuck me, uh, a lot. The, tra- the, the blogging site. Um, shoot. I'm sorry. I've had a hard week, John. Um, I think I've seen the one that you mean. Your mind's gone blank. My mind's gone blank, listeners and viewers. uh, It's it's a site where everybody 
Are you talking about TripAdvisor? I am talking about TripAdvisor. All right, so TripAdvisor. Uh, Once again, just put in your local area, and then you get to see what people who don't live there say about the site. Now, these are my two favorite sites, Quora and TripAdvisor. And we use them all the time to write unique, informative articles that uh, make it sound like we're living in places that we don't live in. There's tons and tons of other things that you can do. You can go on to Medium, you can go on to uh, Blogspot. The list goes on and on. What you're looking for, though, and I'll break it out for all of you, what you want is you want to get the common person's view of your area. That's how you get to know it. People who've traveled there for the first time and people who live there. That's it. Simple. You just have to figure out where those people are having conversations on the web. Understand your client base, which, by the way, comes with part of this, like part of what I just step one is going to move you in the direction of understanding your client base. Your your client base is who is the persona that you want to do business with. John and I both have personas for real estate agents that we would like to do business with. Mine is an agent that's been doing real estate for three to 30 years and is fairly successful, making over $100,000 a year and wants to work less hard and make more money. That's my, that's my client persona. And the same thing goes for being a broker, a broker who's trying to move their brokerage from three to five people into 50 to 100 and wants, a, wants to cover all the marketing bases. They got to go with SEO. It's they just got to. So those are my two marketing personas that I deal with. John has his marketing persona, which I'm going to guess is going to be a newer agent, somebody that's looking for a great marketing system that might might be at the lower end of the budget spectrum would be what I would guess John's, and he's nodding, so I'm, I'm thinking I got it right. Okay, so scope out your, and, and I'm not going to, just understand your client base, guys. And you should, um, here's some of the ways that you can understand your client base. My advice is go to your PTA. It's old school. Go to the places your clients are and then just sit down and have conversations with them about real estate. Bug the fuck out of them. And I hate to say it that way because don't pitch them. Don't try to sell them. Just get to understand them. If you're living it, if you're targeting a demo or a neighborhood or a building, go to those places, those neighbors gather, whether that's PTA meetings or meetups, uh, which is a website that you can go hit. Um, there's always gatherings in an area. Community is almost always getting out of the house and meeting, or at least they used to before COVID. These days, these things are happening online with Zoom meetings, Facebook groups. Um, that's probably my number one suggestion is that most cities have Facebook groups now. And uh, one of my favorite clients in the whole world is is deeply, deeply, deeply is a member of all his local um, Delaware Facebook groups. And he makes a ton of money just by posting shit inside his, his literal city Facebook groups. Uh, scope out your competition. This is something that almost all real estate agents do anyway. It's funny to me, but of all these steps, this is the one that I don't think I have to talk about that much. Every single realtor I've ever talked to, when they call me, they're like, I'm like, who's your competition? They're like, oh, I got this. I know who it is. Here's the three people in the city I want to compete with. I think they're all doing very well with their website. Now, nine times out of 10, they're not. That's the funny part. But you sure, you sure as hell know who your competition is. And then every once in a while, I make somebody go into their MLS and check to see how much revenue. I just want to make a quick comment. I yeah. think a lot of us, you know, it's the same in the WordPress. I, I, I think I know who my main competitors are. 
but it's, there's a step further. Knowing, knowing how they became successful, knowing their business model by heart is, diff, is the next step up from knowing who your competitors are. Would you agree on that? Yes, I do. I do. I do agree with that. Um, do we, we, we're long past due for a break. Do we want to? No, we've got enough a couple of minutes. We, we've been online a lot longer than 15 minutes, haven't we? Or no? We started that late? I might have started a bit. Yeah, I think you're probably right. We're going to go for our break, folks. And when, you, when we come back, we'll be delving in this great topic. You need a digital marketing plan. And the great article that Robert and his team have written on his website. Uh, We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're coming back. We've had a feast about digital marketing and why you need a digital marketing plan. And I think Robert really has been talking a lot of sense here. So back over to you, Robert. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate that. It means a lot. Um, So scope out your competition is number three. We covered that. Um, Number four, and this is a tricky one, set a budget. So I'm going to give you guys the math that a professional college or business school would give you. And by the way, I have, I've taught a college class, but I've never really attended a college class. I've have taught a few college classes, but I'm a high school dropout. And so I've read a lot of books on marketing. And so I've really never done the official study course, but any good course is going to say, take one year's worth of your income and set aside 15 to 25%. That's really kind of the window that it resides in. Now for real estate, that number should be 25%, but that should be the entire marketing budget. So what I mean by that is I'm talking about digital and digital should probably be about 20% of 25 these days. A lot of you are still going to do TV and newspapers and, and bench, bench bus, you know, ads and uh, mailers and the list goes on and on. And you're going to call me eventually and ask, should you be doing that stuff anymore? My answer is always going to be, I would personally go towards market marketing that is trackable, regardless of whether it's more successful or not. I at least like to know where my misses are misses because there's more value in the money that you spend if you understand how it failed you. And so I would normally say to most people, digital is a better way to go, not because it's the best kind of marketing, but because it's the most trackable and because we can learn more from it than we can a bus bench or other types of marketing. And that's where I, as a marketer, like to grow and I like my clients to grow as well. But your budget should be, and let's say you're a brand new agent and and I think that uh, John will appreciate this. Let's say you're first into the business, okay? And you've never, ever, ever sold real estate. You're transferring out of another career. Most of you have saved some money or have credit cards. I've never really, like I'd say... 95% of the people I talk to are lucky if they have even 10 grand as they transition careers. And that's a huge number. Most of you don't have anywhere near that. Uh, So guess what? 
your marketing budget should be as close to zero as you can make it. Okay, that's my advice. You don't start a new business and put $1,000 of 10 into marketing unless you're an experienced entrepreneur. You should be focusing on marketing channels that don't require money or require a very small amount of it. Because even if you're aiming at zero and you do, you do like a Ricky Carruth course who doesn't charge you anything for it, you still have to get a dialer. It's still $200 a month for a virtual dialer right now. So there's going to be a budget regardless of what you're doing. If you want to go door knock, you still need the supplies to walk out your door and go door knock, whether that's clothes, shoes, notepads, uh, pins, pads, probably only a few hundred dollars, but it's going to be a few hundred dollars. So set a budget. And I mean, if you're new, get it as close to zero as possible. Step number five, develop smart marketing goals. What's a smart marketing goal? This confuses the fuck out of people. So a smart marketing goal is deciding how much you want to make based on how much you're spending. Would you agree with that, John? I would, yes. Okay. So let's just say that you've got, you've decided that your budget for this year is $1,000. Okay. If you're spending $1,000, the new agent who probably cares a lot more than about the 1000 than the experienced agent cares about 10000 or $100,000. Um, and I, maybe care, the word caring is you're paying a lot more attention to where that money is going. Maybe caring is the wrong word, okay? But, but you're paying a lot more attention to that than somebody who's got a lot of experience and knows exactly where their next dollars are coming from. So what's a smart marketing goal? A smart marketing goal is return on investment, which is the same thing that investors look at. It's the same thing that everybody looks at. If I spend a thousand, how much would I like to make? And the answer could be like, you could say, oh, I want to make a hundred thousand. That's very unlikely. That's unrealistic. That's not a smart marketing goal. A smart marketing goal is going to be to say that if you spend a thousand dollars, you probably want a four to five to one return if you're doing digital. If you are doing traditional, such as door knocking, you could easily say that your, your four or $500 in supplies to knock on doors could yield you as much as 40 or 50,000. So it's a hundred to one return, but that's because the primary marketing is going out and knocking on those doors. It's not actually buying the supplies. If you're spending a direct marketing budget, then the budget itself is supposed to yield you results and a, like the best marketing company that I know of right now is returning six to one short term and long term. We're returning anywhere from 10 to 25 and, to one. Um, I'm just going to quickly say this I wouldn't recommend any agent buy my product, Mel Riot, or any kind of digital marketing platform until they have actually got their first one, two, three client for fourth client under their belt and they've done the steps that they've done the steps that Robert's outlined so far because if if you use my service and you ain't done the things that Robert's outlined in the first half of the show and this of the second half, you're just gonna amplify your weaknesses. If you really do the steps that he's outlined, you'll be in a much better position to use a service like Mailrite or some other service as kind of gasoline on the fire. But you need to get the fire going before you put the gasoline on. 
Would you agree, Robert? Correct. I, I, I totally agree. I even like the analogy. There's, uh, there's definitely, there's no doubt about it that you should not be hiring anybody unless you have some kind of plan. And the more expensive the service, the less you should be hiring them unless you have a plan. So you'd hire John before you'd hire me, for sure. Well, I've, I mean, you know, if you're starting off, you, you need to understand your neighbourhood. You need to understand your target audience. You need to understand how you're effectively going to position yourself in the market and in a way that's important to your target audience so they care. If you do those things and then you start, the, you prove that the business model is working, um, i.e. you start getting some sellers and buyers utilise you, then you can look. But you've got to... You got to prove that your marketing um, positioning is correct before you start investing on marketing. Correct. So, for for every for, so, so I couldn't agree with all the things that John says, and I'm going to use an old analogy: failing to plan is planning to fail, and it's so true. If you fail to have a plan in place. When you start your real estate career, you're going to fail. If you're in the midst of your real estate career and you think you're doing pretty well, but you are not yet utilizing any kind of plan for your marketing, my my answer to you is, hey, save yourself the $10,000 on a fancy real estate coach and just listen to me right now. Just follow my blog and do a plan, okay? You don't need to spend 80 grand or whatever it is on Tom Ferry and to have him tell you exactly what the hell I'm telling you right now. Just take a plan, take a plan and make it happen. So, and, and by the way, for my clients to follow the show, and I know that you do, I'm talking to you too. Okay. Get a plan, develop smart goals, decide what your marketing channels are going to be. Now, now this is an interesting conversation and it's, this is one of those ones, John, where we should circle back around and, and maybe have a deeper dive but I'm just going to tell you, many of you are going to be going, I don't even understand what a marketing channel is. So Facebook's a marketing channel. Yeah. Google is a marketing channel. YouTube is a marketing channel. Uh, LinkedIn is a marketing channel. Uh, same thing with TikTok. Same thing with Instagram. These are all different marketing channels. Twitter, you can use any of them for real estate. You really could. Some of them are more established and successful than others. John focuses on Facebook. I focus on Google, okay, and 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 uh, YouTube, both. But here's the thing: you could literally make a career with any of these channels, any of them, on your own. Don't need us. Don't need us. It's just a lot harder without people guiding you. That's it. That's what John and I have done: is we've we've lowered the curve. But one way or the other, it's decide your channels. What, and, and this could take you, don't rush through this part. What are you comfortable using? We'll go into this more in another conversation because I want a deep, 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 deep dive into this. But decide your marketing channels. Fill in your marketing calendar. Now, guys, I'm sorry. This is a blatant plug for the article. I apologize. I have a calendar on it. Okay. Um, there is a link. It connects you into a chart that I've created, a Google chart. 
And it's just basically a hundred day real estate marketing calendar. It is meant to be um, a simple plan creator for you. It's not fancy. It's just uh, a digital download and you need it. And that's why I put it in the article. I hate shit like this. I don't usually create it. But in this particular case, I created it because I think it's 100% necessary to take action as long as you're going to read the blog post. You've got to do something. So start to fill it in immediately. Click the link and fill it in. Track important metrics, okay? And, and that we could talk about that forever, by the way, John, just the filling in the calendar part. Track important metrics. So in tracking metrics is one of my favorite things to talk about because even if I encounter like the 5% of you that already have a plan, already have a budget, already have decided on a marketing channel, here's what I, I have found that even that 5% skips, tracking your metrics, you don't bother to get access to your own Google Analytics accounts. You don't bother to look at your Facebook Analytics accounts. You let your marketing people do that and you move on, which I find to be horrifying. Um, because, listen, if you're spending $1,000 a month with me, if you're spending $100 a month with John or $300 a month or whatever the number is, or you're spending $10,000 with Zillow, um, guess what? You really should understand how many people. Did you get in front of like, it doesn't matter if you, you know that you sold six properties, if it's Zillow and that 10 grand, you know, it because you know, you got to spend that 10 grand next month and you're paying a lot of attention to how many properties you sold. Are you paying any attention to how many people you're getting in front of? Because when somebody else approaches you for another marketing opportunity and it comes time to decide if you're going to split that budget, how are you going to know you should be talking to that new vendor? How many people am I getting in front of? What's the, what's the conversion metric? Like of those people I get in front of, how many do you think people are going to sign up? Those are the kinds of numbers that digital does provide, that should be able to provide, that John and I should be able to answer those questions or have at least an estimate, a ballpark. Most other marketers cannot answer these questions. And that is why I love digital so much. Tweak your marketing strategies. So once you do have something in place, guys, whether you're doing traditional or you're doing something else, you want to continuously Maybe, maybe once a year is a little much to ask, but, but at least once every other year, you want to walk in and you want to, because I don't think that John and I tweak our marketing strategies, if we're honest, like we probably don't, we probably don't re-engineer them once, once a year. I will say this. I do take a pretty deep look though, about once every other year, personally, I take, I, I'm like, do I still, like, I at least analyze, do I still want to do this? Do I want to add something else? You know, I did it this year at the beginning of this year because, and I, I'm very fortunate that I did because I, I actually had a marketing plan for 2020, which makes it the first year of the five that I've been running this business, that I had a rock solid marketing plan with a budget in place. And it got screwed because of COVID, but it was there, at least I had one. And I, I've gone back and reactivated the marketing plan as things have gone up and down because of COVID. And at least I feel pretty good about the fact that I had a plan in place and I knew exactly what I was going to spend my money on. I didn't have to think about it anymore because I'd already done all the thinking at the beginning of the year. And I'm just like, well, if I have the money, this is where it's going because I already decided it, you know, at the end of 2019. Tweak your marketing strategies. Okay. Look at them over and over again. Uh, if you're doing something long-term, you have to wait for the long-term to come into play. But nonetheless, 
as results start to trickle in, even from long-term stuff like video marketing, inbound marketing, content marketing, you're going to want to take a look at those results and measure them against other things. My clients do it to me all the time. If I, if I ever lose anybody from my client base, it's always just because the marketing is too long-term and we oftentimes don't see results in the timeline that they want. I think we're going to have to leave this to another episode. We've probably got, we've got by sure. my memory, listeners and viewers, we've got a great guest next week. But we've got some empty spots this month and we'll probably delve into some more detail. But I think the main thing I just to end the show is that also for the agent that's starting out, we've extensively, and I mean extensively, if you go through our catalogue of previous episodes, have talked about methodologies and methods that only require sweat, sweat equity by setting up your Google local um, business page, um, doing video, um, really doing a lot of a live video at the same time every week on Facebook, putting a lot of video on YouTube, um, doing open houses when you can. Obviously, in the present situation, you can't do that. And there is uh, just a load of things you can do to get the ball rolling. Um, a lot more opportunity, opportunities than there were a few years ago because I can tell you that the bulk of agents don't do the things that we outline about using Zillow, the free Zillow, which you can sign up and fill in all the information and doing that at reata.com, getting reviews on the, those platforms, all the things we discussed don't require money. They just require a plan of action. Um, but the majority of agents don't do that. Um, and that's what the edge you can have. So I just thought I would mention that, Robert. So, Robert, um, what's the best way for people to contact you and find out more about you and also this great post? Um, guys, listen, I'm a digital marketer. I fill in the gaps where guys like Tom Ferry and, and basically every other real estate source that you can find, including your brokerage sources, I fill in that gap. I'm the digital guy. I'm the guy that talks to you about this stuff. You can find all that information out on inboundrm.com. And my future plans are to increase the amount of information I have there all for free. I'm, I'm going to flesh out my university section. I'm rebuilding my website. I'm going to serve you guys better. And that's where you should go to keep checking in. And I'm building out my university thing. I've been saying that for a few months now, but I've been a little bit ill. I've been suffering problems with my eyes. But um, I have successfully gone through eye surgery and I now have 20-20 vision. And I feel a lot better. I feel a bit more energised. So I'm going to get some stuff finished. Um, I need a marketing plan, don't I? Uh, um, just I had to put that in, listeners and viewers. Well, so we'll be back next week. Um, if you really want to support the show, go to our YouTube channel, Mel Wright. I'll just put in Mel Wright into YouTube and you'll find us and subscribe. And all the interviews are there. 
with almost um, when we're talking to a guest, we normally have bonus content as well. And you'll find that all on the YouTube, Mel Wright YouTube channel. So go over there. We'll be back next week with either a great interview or another great internal discussion. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>